This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good evening. Tonight I have some true scary night shift stories for you all. So gather round and listen close. If you work night shift, maybe try not to think into these too much. Number one. I worked overnight security at a resort for a bit. Well, one night my co-worker calls me on the radio and says she needs my help getting these two girls. I proceed to the location she was at and she said that she saw two women enter the forest surrounding our resort. She said she called out to them that entering such area at this time of night was restricted. It was approximately 2am. My co-worker said that they turned and glanced at her before proceeding into the woods. We jumped into the company four-wheeler and made our way to where the women were headed. I asked my co-worker what they were wearing and she said one had a blue dress and the other a white. I stopped the vehicle and asked if she were sure due to the fact that these were thick woods and in my mind it made no sense to why two women would be outside, let alone entering a deep foreboding wooded area in dresses. I always avoided even looking at the woods at night because it made me uneasy. My co-worker and I drive around these woods for a good 30 to 45 minutes, calling their names and shining the spotlight everywhere. We found nothing. I asked her if she really saw something and she was adamant that she had, to the point where she was getting genuinely upset with me. We had a few cameras pointed to the woods, so I recommended we watch those to see the direction they could have gone. When we watched the cameras... You can clearly see my co-worker peering at something in the distance and it even looks like she cups her hands together like she's yelling. The only problem was, there were no women there. My co-worker was in tears due to being so upset and she swore up and down that she saw two women. I spent the rest of the night scouring camera footage trying to locate these mystery women around the area of the resort, but nothing. My co-worker left the company shortly after. Luckily, I have never seen shit. Number 2 One of the creepiest things happened to me when I did my basic military training at Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri. Our barracks were old, dating to around 1950s or 1960s. Every night, a number of recruits were assigned to fire guard duty, which was essentially trying to stay awake for an hour and mopping the floor until the next soldier came on duty. The fire guard post was for my platoon was at one end of the long hallway, 
directly under a set of speakers suspended from the ceiling. Whenever the drill sergeants made an announcement, you'd hear them through the speakers. This is how they communicated wake up and other instructions where they had to talk to the whole building at once. Usually these were communicated in blistering shouts, rendering staticky and nearly unintelligible as they blared through the ancient sound system. One night, about halfway through basic, I was sitting in a chair under the speakers trying to stay awake. The speakers crackled to life and I immediately perked up. Unusual for an announcement this time of the night, but it wasn't outside the realm of possibility. The voice was soft and barely above a whisper. A woman's voice said, Private, get everyone outside right now. The comm line remained open with a low hum hissing through. The voice again said, Right now, private, everyone outside. Weird. Not weird that it was a woman's voice. It was a co-ed basic training and we had a couple of female drill sergeants. But for it to come across so softly was very strange. When the brown rounds used the intercom, it was in a full shouting voice. I headed down the length of the hall to where the second platoon had a fire guard on duty, similarly situated. I asked him if he heard anything and got a negative response. I made a decision, I'd chalk it up to my imagination and tiredness, and not risk having the entire barracks furious at me for disturbing their sleep in error. If it was one of the drill sergeants messing with me and I got in trouble for not waking everyone up, At least I'd be the only one getting smoked. Nothing happened the rest of the night and I put it out of my mind until the very end of basic when we had our three-day field training exercise. We made it through and the drill started treating us like real humans again. As we completed the last day of the exercise, which was a near five-night march to the attack scenario, we all gathered around the fire. The drills got talking then got to telling stories, then got to telling ghost stories about the base. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. My drill, uh, Parada, a male, told the story of the first female drill sergeant on Fort Leonard Wood. Can't remember when it was, the 70s or 80s, but it was decades ago. Apparently, she faced a lot of pressure and harassment, as you can imagine. It was unrelenting and harsh and apparently she couldn't take it. She'd hung herself from some exposed water pipes using her belt. A few years later, they'd plastered over the exposed pipes so they could mount speakers there. Number 3 I was working at a retirement community at about 2.30 in the morning. A resident came down to the desk in his pyjamas gasping and shaking. He said that he saw his dead wife looking at him through the bedroom window. He was on the third floor. 
he was white as a sheet and shaking. I tried to calm him down, but man, he was, he was really scared. He died the next night, and I don't know if he just scared himself into a heart attack or, or if the wife really came for him. Number four. I used to be a bouncer at several different locations in the downtown Toronto area, so I've seen my fair share of insane things. There was this one place I worked at that always had crazy things happen. The patio was also a weak chain link fence with some tarp thrown over it. The club was cheap, the fence didn't cover the entire area, so I had to be watchful of people trying to sneak in. One night, I felt lazy, so I stood in the opening with my back to the street. I was talking to some people to try and kill the time. I felt some guy stand behind, coming in from the street. But that wasn't too unusual. Some people get turned away and when they see me, they try to bribe their way through the patio entrance. I was having none of it, so I puffed myself up, determined to ignore him until he gave up on me noticing him. After about 10 minutes of this, I started getting a bit creeped out because the guy was just standing behind me without saying or doing anything. I turned around to tell him to get lost but stopped mid-sentence. The guy was a bit taller than me, I'm 6'2", kind of lanky and very well dressed. He was also covered from head to toe in blood, like completely drenched. I thought he had been in an accident so I dropped my tough guy act and started asking him if he was okay, if he needed an ambulance or anything. He calmly responded, nah, I'm good, I just want to find my brothers. I was like, um, are you sure your brothers are here? He insisted that they were there, as they told him they'd be in X city, not anywhere near Toronto where the club is located. After his complete obliviousness to what city he was in, the fact that he was soaked in blood and his intense stare, I called my boss. When my boss appeared, I gave a quick rundown of what had happened. He talked to the guy very briefly and then told him he'd assist. He went and got some patrolling cops. When the cops appeared, one of them lightly touched the blood guy on the shoulder. That's when he started screaming incoherently and tried slashing at him with a small knife that had been concealed in his pocket. The cops, my boss and I subdued the guy until he could be cuffed and placed inside a cop car. The guy was screaming loudly and struggling to hulk out of the cuffs as the cuffs cut deeply into his wrists the entire time. To this day I still have no clue what this was all about. Number 5 I work at a grocery store overnight and a couple of months ago, something super weird happened. I went out around 2am to smoke and I saw someone sitting on a bench. I didn't really think anything of it. I figured it was just a hammered guy who was wandering around the town since there are a few bars down the street. I sat down and started to smoke and looked at my phone. The plastered guy screams at me and I lit my smoke. Hey buddy, do you mind? My dog doesn't like smoke. I looked around confused and didn't see a dog anywhere. I told him, I think your dog might have run off somewhere man, I don't see a dog. 
He stood up and opened his jacket and he had a little pug in his jacket. I noticed he had a large kitchen knife sitting stuffed into his inside jacket pocket too. He started to pet his dog and baby talked the dog with very slurred words. I put out my smoke and decided I'm not going to die for smoking next to a dog. He started singing Just Give Me a Reason by Pink and walking towards me as I was heading back in. I just hurried back inside of the building. Well, I hope you enjoyed. If you are new and enjoyed, please subscribe, I would appreciate it. Be sure to check out all of my links in the description as well. And if you would like to submit a story of yours for me to tell, then send it to the address that has been displayed on screen up until now. So thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.